today's wow. today's date 1969. Today's date 1969. Number one on the Billboard charts, on the Billboard 100. That must have been a great time to be alive. That was man. a great is... year, dude. 69. Uh, it was the original summer of love, not the uh, Black Lives Matter summer of 2020 that we all remember. Fake one. <laughs> 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 not the one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. This one there was less fires. Less fires, uh, a little more love, actual love. A little more love, a little more love. Yeah, yeah. dude. People liked each other more. That's right, dude. <laughs> we were just as politically divided, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, dude, we had civil rights going on at that time, and uh, Vietnam. The war, and, yeah, yeah. We were, there was a lot of turmoil. Couldn't agree on nothing, you know? That's very true, man. I mean, think about how we were having the changeover from, like, the uptight, leave it to beaver world into this, like, new age Beatles led zeppelin era you know kind of yeah you know it was really i was just you just i was just thinking about that the uh the only show that really kind of tapped into it but they didn't really do a good job was uh that 70s show yeah because you had the you know red the world war ii veteran yes. <laughs> you know, tr- <laughs> trying to raise these fucking hippie kids who don't even understand the war you know and it was like that's really what, like, because our parents, that's how they grew up. Like, with just, like, us between, the difference between us and our parents really isn't, is nothing compared to the difference between them and their parents. Yes, you huge know? gap over there huge between, gap. yeah, definitely. Music, TV, everything, the way they talk, the way they looked at the world, you know what I mean? Yeah. Different values. Yeah, dude, that's good. good call. The entirety of culture maybe completely shifted from the 40s into the 60s and 70s, you know, in that, like, 20-year span. One generation. Yeah. Maybe even, I mean, look at, you know, it's crazy. Uh, I've heard Adam Carolla talk about this, where it's really jarring the change that happened from, like, mid, uh, like, early 60s to late 60s. It's a shocking transition in culture, and it rapidly occurred over a course of about five, six it did years. It happened super fast. I huh? mean, think 1964, you had the, uh, you know, bowl-cut Beatles singing Hold My Hand and Love Me Do, and then 1969, 1970, you know, you've got um, Abbey Road, and uh, what, what was 1969? It was, um, you know, with a little help from my friends. <laughs> Sergeant Peppers, it, you know that is weird too because it was all the same people. It's just funny that culture just like the same wildly shifted in like half a decade. Yeah. We maybe yeah. have just witnessed that or are going through that here now in this time. Just a oh, wild. I think, I think that's what we're experiencing is an extreme shift. I think the youth fully embraces the radical uh, inclusion through exclusion that they do now, and I think they truly embrace the masks. And, you know, this weird ultra hyper liberalism that's essentially communism, you know, I feel like that's what we're seeing. This like massive kind of schism between the older generational thought and then this newer generational thought where the newer generation, man, the young people, they want the government to help them with everything. They think that the government is there to like give them stuff and help them get along with their lives. It's really bizarre. It's completely backwards. And it's a massive cultural shift that I, I honestly, I have a hard time interacting with people who are just maybe four or five years younger than myself. Yeah, that's, that's true. I can't even relate to them, dude. <clears throat> Somebody asked me, actually it was Uncle Guy asked me the other day, 
uh, do I regret leaving the army? And man, I would say about up until up until about three, four years ago, I said yes. Now, man, I don't I, I don't think it's the same army I was in. Oh, and wow. Just, I'm, I'm being totally honest here. Wow. And I'm not saying that as like, uh, oh, because they let transgender. No, I served 10 years ago. Well, 12 years. God, I'm so 12 years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I got out 12 years ago and I left. When I left, it was still don't ask, don't tell. Wow. So you could be gay. You just couldn't talk about it. And now it went from that to now you're openly gay, openly transgender. You know what I mean? It's like, <clears throat> this not, it's, I'm glad I got out because I don't think I would make it today. One of the things I loved about the army so much was that it was isolated from all the bullshit. You know, because even when we were in high school, dude, we were, you know, we were exposed to this whole like treating women like they were already overcorrecting on the, you know, like. Just hitting on a woman was like, you raped her, you know? We, we were, dude, you're right. We were absolutely entering that phase when we were younger guys. No, it, it was like you couldn't even ask, you didn't even know how to approach a girl without seeming <laughs> right. like, okay, I might get charged with sexual assault here. You know, yeah. like, I just, I'm interested and I don't know how to let you know. <laughs> you know? Let me start things off, lady, by saying I am not a rapist. Okay. Not- <laughs> Looking good. Like they should have handed out like badges, like non-rapist badges, you know, like yeah. so that you could just a pin, little pin you could wear, you know. I mean, yeah. Mike, we grew up in the time. I'm not when a creep. I'm just so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, cleavage and blowjobs were hip when we were young guys. Oh, they were in the White House. They were in the they White in the House. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they were in <laughs> the chief, uh, the commander in chief. Man, he was all about it. And so it was cool. It was all over TV. I rem- look at look at the actresses. Check out movies from the '90s, man. Look at what they're wearing. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. oh that's cleavage. Oh, Fake yeah. tits were everywhere. It's fantastic. Those were the glory days, guys. Young men no, out but there. That's what, I, <laughs> that's what I loved about when I went into the army. It was like back. You were back in the night. Like, dude, it was it was a man's world. You know what I mean? And even the girls like didn't really care. You know. Oh, I mean, I bring this up. It was, it was uh, just when, cool, but. Oh, dude, we grew up when porn meant Carmen Electra and like Pam Anderson, Pam and, Anderson you know, yeah. uh, Jenny McCarthy, you know, like we. Yeah, Jenna had, Jameson. Jenna Jameson. <laughs> we had classy porn stars, dude. That's all I'm saying. They were porn stars. You knew who they were. They were, you know. Yeah. Now, with the OnlyFans and all that stuff, it's just, uh, it's just grotesque. It's too much. Yeah. There's no art behind the porn anymore. Can I do a plumber <laughs> confession here? Plumber confession? Oh, yeah. Plumber confession. Oh, yeah. If I go into your house or your apartment, if I go into your two bedroom apartment and I notice that one of them looks like an OnlyFans, one of the rooms looks like an OnlyFans studio, I'm going to try to find you later on. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and it's not hard. It's not hard. I mean, Mike, you know. You got the uniform, you got the equipment. Come on! I always think like, try yeah, to pull what, off how do a, I get you know, it out yeah, this? like an on the fly, yeah. you know, like can we do this live kind of thing, you can know? I, I mean, how, well, I, how do I get a cut of this money? You know what I mean? I think you'd have to start doing uh, some sort of um, routine of push-ups and sit-ups uh, over the course of the next few months, and maybe that would get you to that point. Yeah. Although You're contrary, I'm fat. 
contrary yeah. to your previous theory from uh, last episode, uh, the big cock, the big cock, fat gut theory. I'm thinking maybe you can rock your theory and see if it works in the real world. All right, you enter yeah. a bedroom. Well, I'm sorry to think that that's <laughs> that's why the dad bods are in. I think the girls noticed. Oh, oh, I see where you're at. Yeah, yeah. I th- they some kind of, they're like, no, we really do like the dad bods, no. not knowing that that's why dad bods are yeah. not in. That was a fake thing that the media perpetrated to make. Uh, Make everybody feel good about themselves because America. No, no, you know what happened, whole, it's Frank? Let's be honest. Here's what happened: <laughs> Leonardo slipped down to an eight with that gut, Literally. and they're like, "We need to make him a ten. <laughs> <laughs> You're, right. You know, You're right. We can't have our Victoria's Secret models being an eight. All right, let's uh, make him a ten. You nailed uh, it. I don't think they're gonna buy this dad bud thing. They bought the shots. Come on, they'll buy anything. <laughs> They believed COVID and then monkeypox. Can we feed them anything? <laughs> Whoa, I forgot about monkeypox. Holy shit. Everybody else did oh, too. Oh, that's except crazy. The, except for, except for uh, Beto O'Rourke, who's got it in his butthole right oh, now. Oh, of course. He's itching, no doubt. Oh, my God. Did you see that he left for a mysterious disease? I did. It was actually, um, from what I read, a, quote, bacterial infection. So... Uh, the man has the monkeypox in his bungholio. I'm no doctor, (laughs) but I believe it's in the buttocks inside the sphincter. Eric Swallow was quoting as saying, at least I bang women. Okay. They might be Chinese spies. Hey, come on. At least I'm disease free. Well, from what you know. (laughs) Yeah, I was actually patient zero for COVID. But... I actually think we have reason to suspect it's monkeypox with Beto um, if his dog mysteriously disappears for X amount of time, you know? Oh, good call. If the dog actually, gets monkeypox. Actually, now that you bring... The, does his dog have a British accent? Was he the one from... <laughs> <laughs> is it the one from that article? <laughs> oh, God. I'm on to you, Beto. Man, yeah, I totally forgot. That slipped through my mind. Um, Monkeypox, man. You know my routine, Mike. I go through my little search, uh, what's happening around the world. Didn't even, yeah. like, cross my mind. And, you know, I I peruse the normal, usual suspects of, you know, good news material. I hit up the CNN and, you know, Fox, uh, AP. Not on there. No, nothing. There was nothing. It was all... Uh, it was all climate change, actually. Did you catch oh, that? Oh, they're going hard on climate change. They're you... trying so hard to Dude, go back to climate change. They are. Go- I mean, I was going to clip the whole thing, but I just, I honestly, uh, we have a water shortage here in Colorado. I didn't want to put that kind of strain on, uh, you know, the water system here in my house. <laughs> Listening to that much Amy Goodman, it's just no good. You can't handle it. I'll dehydrate everybody it. living here. So, um, yeah, no, wait, wait. <laughs> I would do it, but I mean, all we got is like Michigan. That's, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not for Amy. Not for dude. Did you catch her show today? It was maybe three quarters of her entire headline segment was uh, climate change situations across the planet. Yeah, pretty weird. But I gotta hand it to him. Nobody, nobody has yet to provide me something that's like, no, this is humans 
interacting with the climate and changing the climate. You gotta give it to democracy now, dude. They actually went back to their roots, kind of, and they... Sorry, roots. And, uh... <laughs> hey, I'll accept roots as well. I say it weird, I don't know why. It's and, okay. uh... It even throws me off, you see? Yeah, you're Southern but Italian, they actually... makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> they actually, um... They went in deep, and they started talking about how China is cloud-seeding their deserts. Absolutely. And and how that's probably having an effect on the monsoon seasons. And, and like, yeah, oh, okay. All right, finally, this is a man-made climate thing that I could buy and believe in. You know, I believe it. And um, But hold on, are you telling me we're not doing it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, we are seeding clouds. Dude, I see it. I've seen it all summer long here in Colorado. We literally seeded yeah. the sky the entire summer. Sunny Colorado, right? 300 days of sunshine a year, right? No, not this year, folks. We literally had clouds and overcast all summer long. Yeah, they're doing it, man. I swear on it. I know it for a fact. They're admitting it. And Mike, what did I say about a month ago when we were talking about the heat wave? Oh, remember the heat wave? Everyone was yeah, freaking out. Block. And then it was they an just. Apocalypse. Oh, the apocalypse. That's right. And they couldn't sell it. Why? Because it just honestly wasn't that hot. Quite frankly, everywhere. Yeah. Everybody kind of had a mild summer this year and what did i say on the pod one month ago or so what was it two months ago now that i'm thinking about it july late early july month ago um uh they're switching they're gonna switch course right they got a rebrand it's uh, a refresh <laughs> they got a refresh to be fresh mike no what did i say dude they're gonna flood they got a flood if you can't do the heat, you gotta do the flood, man. They're flooding everything. Yeah. Mississippi, torrential flooding and rain. The state's biggest city is now without running water, affecting more than 100,000 people. Trevor Alt is in Jackson with the latest. Good morning, Trevor. Good morning, George. So the governor had already declared a state of emergency here because of the flooding, and Jackson has arguably been in a water crisis for quite some time now, but this is a significant escalation. We have a drone up so you can see the water treatment facility that's the center of this problem. The main pump here is broken. It's going to take emergency maintenance to fix, but right now, as many as 180,000 residents have no drinkable water or even no water at all. This morning, people in Jackson, Mississippi are being told to expect <laughs> little or no drinkable running water for an undetermined amount of time. The lieutenant governor saying the water so and sewer system so is at the dramatic. brink of collapsing. It means the city cannot produce enough water to fight fires, to reliably flush toilets. All Jackson public schools now switching to... Mike, they need you to come down there and help them out, dude. Give them a hand. I was they just thinking, well, if you got too much water, how could you... Uh, yeah, I don't know virtual learning in <laughs> the streets are flooded. Some... Can't you just pump the water from the street to put out the fire and flush the toilets? I don't get what's going on here. Yeah, I don't know, Mike. Mike, it's a climate emergency. Apocalypse. If you can't flush a toilet, all you got to do is fill up a bucket, pour it in the toilet. It'll, it'll <laughs> flush, man. Yeah. Wow, that's some great advice. Folks, keep that in mind. Plum, this all, is literally, your, all your toilet is is a bucket that's full of water sitting above the bowl. And when you hit the lever, it opens up a flap that pours that water into the bowl. So you can just bypass that whole tank and use a bucket. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we come to your house and your toilet's broken and you guys have fucking taken six shits in it, 
that's what we do before we work on it so that we're not smelling your shit the whole time. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty smart. And uh, people, just pour some water down that shit. Come on, get it out through the drain. Get it out of there. Yeah, dude. It's disgusting. Your toilet's 1.6 gallons. So take a five-gallon bucket, fill it up halfway. It's more than enough water. (laughs) (laughs) More free plumbing advice from the Dude Man Podcast. People, you can't get this anywhere else. Nowhere else. Just here. Parts of the city, the fire department is finding no water in fire hydrants, instead relying on the supply on board trucks. All of our units have 500 gallons of water on it, and the guys can use that water to sustain a lot of incidents. The warnings come after a pump at the city's troubled water treatment facility was damaged. It was a near certainty that Jackson would fail to produce running water sometime in the next several weeks or months. Unfortunately, That failure appears to have begun. Jackson residents have already been under boil water notices since last month when water samples found harmful contaminant levels, making matters worse, flooding from the Pearl River, cresting Monday just below major flood stage. You can see for yourself, River Road looks like a river this morning. This neighborhood (laughs) is completely underwater. So this wasn't even because of flooding. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't. I think this what was. What the fuck real. are they talking about? The flood you just said. It didn't even hit major flood level. It was about to hit major. I think they had what a. What the fuck? I think they had massive. You guys just got poor infrastructure. Yeah, well, I think they had massive amounts of rain all at one time. They were inundated, and the water had nowhere to go, so it pooled. And why do we get these massive superstorms with torrential rain? Mike, come on, it's heart, baby. We're doing some fucking you know, chemtrails. Tri- chem we're cloud seeding. We're creating this rain, dude. And you know what? When you play God, when you mess with the atmosphere, I feel like there's got to be some opportunity to lose a little control. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you never oh, even absolutely. have any control to begin with. And maybe you put a little too much of that, uh, you know, uh, oxide, metallic, whatever, uh, you know, fibers that they throw in there. And you uh, whip up kind of like a superstorm that you didn't mean to, and oopsies, uh, you know, a bunch of people died. Sorry, and we have this massive flood, deep and impact. nobody can drink yeah, the deep, deep impact, impact wave. Man. That's right, dude. It could possibly happen, man. But I'm telling you, these rain systems, these wild war uh, storms, and these mass 1,000 year flooding events that we were talking about. There's been three or four of them this year, just in the United States, and not. And I'm just saying here, like four in the last month or so, and then uh, there's a lot of shit going on around the world. Man, I think we're creating it. I don't think we're the only government creating it. I think a lot of governments are in cahoots on this whole operation because they need to push climate change as the next COVID lockdown. I'm telling you. Yeah. And flooding, man, nothing is scarier than a freaking massive stream coming down and sweeping your house away. You know what I'm saying? Like... Nothing I know, stops but these that. are such isolated events, and like, I don't know. Well, these are these are quite a few, and uh, too many, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know. Did you see what was happening in uh, Pakistan? I was just thinking about that. Yeah, I they got keep it. Bringing it on up, the other man, side of the world, oh, Pakistan, sorry. <laughs> Pakistan, and these places they flood every year, every year. Right, but yeah, they so, have monsoon seasons. Right? They have monsoon season. It's like literally a place where there's no rain, and then for one month there's fucking nothing but rain, and it just has nowhere to go. You know? Oh yeah. Well, Mike. Uh, 
you know, don't rain on my parade, dude. I'm really on a climate. I'm, I'm on a climate manipulation high right now, and I'm proving my point, and damn it, I know I'm right. And on the other side of the world, catastrophic flooding in Pakistan has killed more than 1,000 people. You heard that number correctly, 1,000. Oh Entire God. villages have been washed away by the floodwaters, and officials say nearly one right million there? homes have right been there? damaged. Uh, there's... <laughs> Pakistan's like the greatest harbor of terrorists in the world. So losing right. a thousand yeah. Pakistanis. Hey, well, <laughs> kind of did us a favor there, Flood. Well, I'm, you know not, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I can, I can agree to disagree or disagree to agree. I can't really, you know, go in any definitive way there. You know, as the host. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Let's not say. I mean, let's not pretend like all lives are created equally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're we're saying potential win lose situation here. Uh, lost some life. Maybe win, lost some terrorists. All right, I'll give it to you. Uh, on that. Well, yeah. I'm not going to celebrate, but I'm also not going to cry. I'm going to stay neutral on it. I think with all things, when it comes to either war or natural disasters, it's the poor who suffer ultimately awesome. and the most. And so, therefore, I feel for these people because they could be just falling victim to natural cause and have no chance of defense or. Mike, come on. This is harp, man. They're manipulating the weather, uh, baby. Or it's kind of weird that Martha's Vineyard didn't flood. You know what I mean? Hey, Mike, isn't it funny? You know, we got Mississippi flooding. It was uh, Kentucky a few weeks ago. Uh, we had those uh, floods in Dallas last week. And, uh, you know, you're right. Not so much going on in California. They're, uh, you know. Oh, it's the Republican. Dude, they're causing it. That's what it is. <laughs> Your bad policies are causing you to flood. Gotta vote Democrat. That's right. Vote for the D, baby. That's what they're <laughs> trying to say. <laughs> Has your government not been giving you enough D? Vote for the Democrats. <laughs> You'll feel it in the ass every time you lay your head down at night. Oh, that's good. And of course, it's in the ass, Mike, because they're LGBTQ, ABCD uh, positive there. Well, I had to go with the gender neutral hole. They only go for the gender neutral holes. Everybody's got a butthole. Safe, safe. It's the safe space. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I went to a place where uh, the other day where I had to um, take out the urinals and just put in two toilets, right? Oh, interesting. Or, I, took, I, I, I took out two urinals and I put in one toilet. <laughs> and it was it's because this is in Bucktown. Or this is in Wrigleyville, right? You doing a cosmetic uh, operation? On this bathroom, on this men's room. And uh, they took the urinals out of the men's room, Ooh. put in another stall, and... Then they knock down the wall between the men's room and the women's room. No. It is just a... Dude, Starship Troopers, baby. It's just a gender-neutral bathroom. Wow. Because it's a fuck... It's this, like, bar that I guess gets super packed. 
and they were having so many problems where like some tranny would just walk in there and then oh, like God. <laughs> demand some bullshit like you know what i mean and it was Definitely. it was just became such a hassle they're like fuck it <laughs> we're literally tearing down the wall and everybody now is gonna shit next to everybody wow so there's no urinals and there's just stalls that go all the way to the floor okay you know yeah all right there's like they're like good stalls like you can't see there's no crack you can see through you know yeah well that they, uh then you can't pass your drugs or indicate to the other homosexual next to you that you want to engage in some uh activities right well, now you could do that if you're straight, because it's gender neutral. Oh, excellent. You know? You're talking about men who have uh, sex with men? Other men? No, no, for <laughs> men who have sex with women. No, oh. it's good for everybody. Oh, excellent. All right. Nice. Now everybody's having sex in the bathroom. This is good stuff. Everybody's doing cocaine, you know? Wow. All right. It is nice because now you don't have to split the cocaine with your girlfriend. You know, you can just both go in the bathroom. Go in together. Fucking... That's nice. Yeah. See? Yeah. Well, I, I'm not against that. I'd say for the clubs, okay. I'm all right for that. The bars, yeah, sure. Why not? Well, it's like a club. Yeah, I guess. Club. I think you get into the family restaurant scene. <laughs> yeah, it's a little... You want a little. <laughs> you want a little bit of division between yeah. the two, you know? <laughs> Just like a maybe a curtain. If we get a curtain in there, a, a curtain that would be yeah. good. Uh, that would be a step in the right direction. I feel like we're just going totally backwards here, man. Don't you feel like a hundred years ago there was just a trough that everyone pissed and shit in, and we're almost going right back to just a trough that we all just piss and shit in? Oh, Frank. Yeah, uh, we've got. Uh, did you see that moon mission <laughs> fail? <laughs> yes. The Artemis? Yeah, man. They're going right. for it again on Saturday. We are literally, we are literally in living in idiocracy, or <laughs> you guys never really went to the moon. hey oh Yes! May I, Mike, because right now, we are failing theories, to do what they did with a Game Boy back in 1960. <laughs> literally. You know I mean? It's enough power for a microwave today, and they literally <laughs> went to the moon and back. Faster. Their timeline was faster than our timeline today. <laughs> Did you notice that? Well, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. I feel like this is a lot of weird stuff. Frank, <laughs> listen to this. We went from no object in space, right? That's right. Nothing in space. Oh, yeah. To, I think it was four years. We not only had satellites in space, we were testing rockets to launch men to the moon. <laughs> okay? Yeah. yeah. And from the first rocket test, I think it was like two years from the first rocket test to landing a man on the moon. Think about that. Well, um, we did. We're trying to do it. We're trying to do it today, <laughs> and that timeline is three years. Yeah. Are you suggesting we never went, or we never went to the moon? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We didn't have the technology. I still don't think we have the uh, technology. I don't think we can pass the firmament that is uh, around the globe. I, I think it's impossible. And we can only go so far into space. And that's it. You want, you want to hear my conspiracy? Yes. This is the new space race. China's going. Wow. That's incredible. I'm a huge fan of that. Huge fan. What's that? 
I'm a huge, huge fan of the new space race. This is good for technology. Oh, yeah. No, but I think China's been... Because China already said that it's going, right? Yeah. And what are you going to do if China goes up there and there's nothing up there? Like, uh... Is he just, so, if like, if there's no... I think you're suggesting that I'm once again correct on my greatest conspiracy theory of all time, that they go up there and they poke a hole through the flat moon theory! (laughs) Yeah, what if you land and your feet of the lander go right through the moon? Right? Yeah, that... No, 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 (laughs) realistically. I know. such a good thing. What if you go up there? There's no space junk, dude. Where's all the NASA junk? Where's the flag? There's no flag. There's no rover. There's no nothing. You guys never were up here. Or better, Chris Wilson's theory, uh, or he claims to know, that uh, the Nazi space uh, station is up there. And they get there... what if you find the... Yeah. And they get there and they show it to the world. No, I think nobody went there, and now we have to beat them there in case they do go. Oh, this is like Ferris Bueller beating his parents home when he played hooky oh, all day. Incredible. Exactly. Incredible. And we yeah. in America's Ferris Bueller like jumping in slow motion off the trampoline and flying <laughs> through the yard. Like you know, and he's slowly getting there and he's all you know, oh man, that's awesome. Like if you were like bird's eye view watching the moon. <laughs> yeah. You would see like this little Chinese guy get out of the craft, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and right behind him, you'd see two astronauts like hiding behind a cliff, just <laughs> pushing a lunar lander. Like <laughs> the other one's hitting a golf ball, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, see, you see in the background a guy just like making fi- like footprints and throwing junk out of his pockets. <laughs> scrambling <laughs> i'm telling you dude like you know how like you get like the light to dark like as that line is moving <laughs> yeah. you just see him scrambling and then the line is coming <laughs> oh man yeah. oh that's... yeah we're right we have to ferris bueller this moon landing yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff, and that's why they're they're uh, going at it on Saturday, I guess, right? That's the call here, and <laughs> makes sense, man. I mean, they're putting a lot of energy into it. Uh, I feel like uh, Frank. It, Frank, all I know is I watched, I watched like four billionaires in the last two years launch their rockets. Literally, no problems, no problems. Right? Elon, they set a time. Elon. They fucking built a rocket and they fucking launched it, dude. <laughs> what is going on here? What are you guys doing with our money? And this is the asshole that's going to solve the world? Come on. I thought SpaceX could lift off and then land again. Can we uh, get some of that action over here? What's going on? Yeah, we're not even asking you to land again. Can you just get off the ground, Can you lift buddy? Off, Come on, please. man. <laughs> We're asking you to do half of what Elon did with four times the budget. Can we get that? that (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Can we just hire Elon? Do we not have enough money? I'm pretty sure we sent enough money to Ukraine that we could just hire Elon. Honestly. Someone. Yeah, I agree. We should get something Uh, going on. He's got nine kids. Can we take one of them? I mean... (laughs) 
one Elon kid has got to be smarter than all of Congress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, we'll, take, we'll take that uh, EXO or whatever his name is. Yeah, I can't believe what they named that kid. So outrageous. Dude, yeah. uh, did you see they sent the camel? To talk about the space program. She yeah, went did to... you know? Well, that's the <laughs> highlight of the whole thing. The space mission that's failing to maintain uh, 1996 level. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here, man? Uh, pace is all about... Dude, we're, we're, you, the only reason we're going up there is so we could send a fucking black lesbian to the moon. Uh, is that this why? Is literally, didn't you hear about that? No, but I assume that I knew they were going to buzz light year this whole thing. I just knew yeah, it. Yeah, so they, <laughs> they, they said the whole thing is this is all leading up to, because, like, first they're going to test this new Artemis, right? And then they're going to do an orbit around the moon, and then they're going to land on the moon. Right. When they land on the moon, yeah. there's going <clears throat> to be a female. All right, yeah. And a POC. Uh, okay, As a yeah, person I mean, of color, yeah, baby. Okay, good for them. That's fine. I'm okay with But do you want to know how they phrased it in the mission statement? Oh, I I can't wait. <laughs> There's going to be somebody there will be an individual that there will be an individual that identifies as a woman and an individual that identifies as a POC. All right, well fuck it. Can I go I identify as a black woman? <laughs> you know? What does that even mean, identify, dude? Like, we've gotten so stupid with this. I generally identify as POS, so I don't know how... <laughs> I guess I don't have a problem with it, you know? Yeah. No, Frank, we already know you're a white man. That's, That's right. That goes with yeah. it. <laughs> I'm pure, pure trash over here. <laughs> From what I understand, my life doesn't matter. Does not matter at all. <laughs> it matters to me. Thanks, Mike, and right back at you, buddy. And our uh, two listeners. Yes, know? thanks, folks, for listening and tuning in. Uh, <laughs> Catch us up, Hydebeam, live. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got the camel clip. You want to hear it? Let's hear it. I love camel clips. Did you see this floating around? Uh, I saw a few clips of hers floating around. Oh, really? This one might be poor quality. Yeah. So uh, hold on to your butts. She's getting off the plane. It's good to be back in Florida, and I am very much looking forward to tomorrow. You know, as the head of the Space Council, I can tell you I'm so proud of what is happening in terms of our space program and the leadership that the United States is providing to the world. Uh, the Artemis program is, is the beginning of the next era of what we have a history and a tradition of doing, of providing vision and inspiring innovation in a way that is going to benefit all mankind and womankind. And so, very <laughs> yeah, excited to be here. Yeah. Looking forward to tomorrow. Thank you. You know why I picked that, right? Womankind, Yeah, dude. come on, dude. And I, As I, womankind, I, Frank. That's why I now understand what you were... I had no idea that they were making such a big deal that this was going to be the woman BIPOC landing, and now it all makes sense. Now that makes sense why they sent... Kamala Harris to go oh, there. For and, sure. Yeah, of course. Hold on, dude. dude. The beginning of that clip, she's the head of our space council? 
Yeah. Well, now you have the answer to your question as to why this is taking twice as long <laughs> as the uh, original moon landing, dude. <laughs> I, I heard it today, dude. Some guy was like, uh, some guy who worked on the initial space program, yeah. like the uh, during this He's like, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, we did everything with slide rulers. They didn't even have, dude. They didn't even have computers back then for like the big calculations. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. Have you like, seen Apollo thirteen? Like, that movie's crazy. Tra- tra- they were doing like trajectories, orbital, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, predict- you know uh, measuring orbital speeds and everything, just purely by hand and brain power. Ah, it's crazy, right? It's, yeah. Now you can do all that with your iPhone, and it's taking us even longer. Now, yeah, you're right. Now it makes sense because. Instead of hiring guys that could do it with the slide ruler and then giving them a computer and seeing how fast they can really do it, uh, we're like, nah, let's just hire POCs. I don't care what the, how good they are. Exactly, man. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're doing what they did to the MCU, the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, Mike. You know, my favorite. <laughs> You're right. They're woking it. They just woked they, NASA, and now they they're behind schedule. And they might lose the now space race. Now <laughs> it's the woke American Space Agency. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> it's, it worked perfect because then when you're looking at the rocket that's doing loop diddy loops and then crashing on the ground, you're like, what's a. Uh, uh, <laughs> what's a. What? <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, that's wild. This all makes sense, man. I'm glad I took that clip. I I just, I was so perplexed. I'm like, why would you add womankind to the end? So that means now when they do land on the moon, that's what they're going to say. They're going to make a huge deal of it, and she will probably say this is for womankind and people of one small step for it's gonna be really embarrassing when the lunar lander lands upside down (laughs) (laughs) when there's nothing on the moon but a rover from 1973 (laughs) and she hits it like see they're like and the first woman's about to land a land rover on the moon and you're like you just watch her fucking 30 minutes going up, down, up, down, just hovering <laughs> right above it. Like they do every time they fucking parallel park. Oh my god. <laughs> and yeah, we're so off so. YouTube. <laughs> Excellent. They don't like us anyways. And I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she's about to go down, and then the right blinker comes on. Like, what the exactly. fuck just landed? <laughs> Oh, my God. Look, the problem here is no one's going to watch and tune in if they beat this dead horse like they've been beating now for six years or longer. I I can't tell exactly when this woke nonsense completely took over everything in our lives, but it was definitely within Trump becoming president and now. (laughs) And... It's just so frustrating. It's in everything, and now, of it course, it has it to be even, in your it freaking even moon make announcement. Sense. Are you kidding Being me? the first man to the moon is an achievement. Being the first man to the moon with a darker tan 
I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. You know what I mean? And it's a space exploration. Shouldn't we be beyond the color of the skin of the, the people race, who yes. go there? <clears throat> I don't know. That's a great point. I felt like uh, even How about we just appreciate me, the fact that the only flag on the moon is American, which represents all shapes, sizes, and colors. Hell yeah, brother. We are the melting pot of the world, and that's representing it. That's you know? damn right. It's beautiful. Bad, yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. You're right. I mean, it's just not an accomplishment. Going back to the moon is not an accomplishment because you brought a woman with you. All right, yeah, great. But I guess this is going to be, this is their attempt at going to Mars, but it's not going to work. No, I mean, uh, you know the You're going to get a picture man. of a black chick on the moon, and then that's it. Oh, billions. My God. <laughs> Thanks for the trillions of dollars, America. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's honestly what's going to happen. And I just don't think people are going to be interested. That's my whole point about it. I'm already uninterested. No, you want to already no, ruined it for because, me. Because <laughs> you're, try, you're trying to do this because you do this whole thing. They always do this on the left where it's like, the, the little black girl needs a hero she can look up to. Right, know? yes. But listen, you guys just did a movie about all the fucking black female mathematicians that got us to the moon the first time, right? Yeah. And what happened? Nobody watched it. Nobody cared. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm not saying nobody cared. I do, you know. Nah, man. I think this. I appreciate those women, but it's like, I appreciate the whole program that got us to the moon, whether the people were black or, I don't know. Can't we get beyond this? It just seems like everything that goes for woke is mediocre in the end. All these movies suck now because they have to check off all these boxes and everything has to be inclusive in every single way. And it's honestly because you have to go for that. You know what I mean? Because you have to check all those notches, right? The, the BIPOC. The LGB, BLT, and everything else in between, then you end up, man, with uh, everything being focused and financed towards that, and you have hired nobody who has a good idea. I was thinking the other day of um about uh Die Hard 3. Do you remember Die Hard with a Vengeance? No. Okay, so Die Hard with a Vengeance. It's with uh Bruce Willis and uh Sam Jackson is in it. And Oh yeah, <clears throat> when they're running through the city, through the like city. solving the puzzles. Right, and what are the puzzles, yeah. right? The guys uh he says Simon says. Says, yes. Yeah. Okay. So I remember reading not too long ago about how the Simon Says and that whole script was this movie. I think it passed through several hands and it was supposed to be several different other things. And it was just a script that was written and various studios were passing on it. And eventually one bought it and decided to make it the next Die Hard movie, and they just inserted the Die Hard characters, right, into the <laughs> spots. 
you know? That's genius. And it was a great movie. And I was thinking about this recently and how, like, there is no movies out there, I think, anymore where it's this script that was written and it's a great script and it floats around Hollywood, you know, and then someone takes it and they make it into this awesome flick. Now I think they're just like, uh, you know, let's get this person in there and this will make a lot of money. And then, uh, you know, this person's hot. Get them in there. She might show some tits, you know, and uh, (laughs) uh, get that director. You know, he's really hot in the market. And I heard he bangs all the chicks that are in this movie. This is good (laughs) stuff. Uh, Keep going. Uh, Let's get that one kid actress, you know, the one. All right. Yeah. And so let's keep going, you know, and I think that's kind of how Hollywood feels. Yeah, we need that one that I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. And then we're going to need that one. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Call call Seth Green and then uh, we'll get everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. But it's just I I miss those kind of movies. And I feel like we used to get those. You know, the only one putting stuff out there like that probably is uh, Quentin Tarantino. He's done, man, right? He's only got one more. I think he's got one more. Yeah, one more, and then that's it. That's what he says. He might uh, be better off. The more woke this world gets, the less room there is for a Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. You think he diddled some kids? <laughs> Quentin? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about him. <laughs> I think he's a ladies' man, and he loves feet, like women's feet, and so... I don't, I don't think kids are his bag. I think he's just weird. Yeah, I think he's just a weird creep show. Like and he, weird and with women? Yeah. But like keeps it with women? He's like Army Hammer weird with women. You know? Uh, Army Hammer, he's the guy who like wanted to eat the ribs of his girlfriend and all that weird stuff. Oh, who hasn't wanna, wanted to snack on a rib or two? A little nibbly-doo. You know? Don't mind if I will. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Army Hammer's a freaking creep show, dude. That guy's the son. Like, his family are, like, oil tycoon, like, trillionaires, man. And he he's just this, like... Yeah, he's just like us. Oh, yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> just like Bob down the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long did he live in his grandma's basement? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he, honestly, he probably still is. Probably, yeah. It's probably gran, no, it's Granny's like, money. He's, he's, a, he's living in his grandma's chateau. Yeah, but you know what? Actually, Mike, when you think about it, and what makes this all kind of fucked up is like these, uh, what is it, fund, not fundraiser, um, trust fund, trust fund kids. You know, they they technically are living in grandma's basement with this with the money that oh, they absolutely. get. Absolutely, that's yeah. kind of like living in grandma's basement. And you know what? There's not a lot of pride. Or respect that comes along with telling someone, you know, when they ask how you made your fortune. Oh, well, I got it from my dad. Yeah, no, dude, I say it all the time. I'll st- I'll start being embarrassed about living in my grandma's basement when I stop doing plumbing work for guys my age, and then they have to call their dad and give <laughs> me their dad's credit card number to pay the fucking bill. You know? Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's so, so weird. All you fucking guys who are out there, too, 30, <laughs> 35, you're like thinking you're a big shot. You got the house and the car and everything. But then I hand you an $1,800 bill, and you, you're you calling dad. Actually, it's usually her daddy that pays the bill. Ooh, that stings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the truth. So, Wow. Well, at least, I, at least I pay my bills, you know? 
Yeah, good work, Mike. Like a true American, paying the taxes and the bills. Don't call nobody. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're on to something. You don't need to call anybody, and uh, you don't need no big guy or anything like that to protect you. And uh, you know what I'm talking about, Mike. You know who I'm talking about, right? You the did, biggest, tr- the worst trust fund kid of all time. The worst trust fund kid he, of all time. He's America's trust fund baby because he fucking Mikey. lived off of our trust. <laughs> That's right. And now he's spending our funds. You're talking about Hunter Biden, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. And 10% of those funds that go to Ukraine, you know, the they go to, crack. go to the big guy. The king of crack. Ooh, I like that. That's good. Well, uh, did you hear about the FBI agent that resigned today, Mike? Man, uh, this story might be the one that brings down the Biden family. (laughs) Uh, You sound just like John Oliver. Unbelievable. Uh (laughs) Dude, uh, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, or dug deep into it, but I got a clip for you. It's pretty good. Uh, it'll explain to you what's going on. And as far as this, uh, FBI guy, uh, resigning today, and it has a lot to do with Hunter. Yeah, you know. The FBI agent is facing accusations of political bias. Now, no longer working at the FBI, apparently. This is unbelievable. Timothy Tebow resigning just as Republican lawmakers were zeroing in on allegations he tried to interfere with the Hunter Biden laptop investigation successfully we could add and kevin cork joins us live to tell us the latest good morning kevin morning ainsley steve and brian now former fbi special agent timothy tebow actually resigned from his post last week after facing intense scrutiny over allegations that he helped to shield hunter biden and i guess by proxy joe biden from criminal investigations into hunter's laptop and business dealings the 20- and Mike, it sounds like that's a really good way to, uh, you know, disguise what's going on before an election, right? Yeah, it really sounds like the FBI was like, we need a scapegoat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's this guy? What's his name? Yeah, they'll forget about him. Exactly. I already yeah. forgot what his name was. Dingleberry uh, Schmitzel? Uh, what was it? Twenty-five <laughs> year bureau veteran. No, no, the only reason I remember his name is I thought of Tim Tebow. That's right. That's who I thought is, it was. Is this a is this a Tim Tebow refresh? Yeah, uh, they oh, won't remember. That's right. <laughs> if there's one quarterback that's forgettable, it's Tim it's Tebow. Tebow. <laughs> Mike, I went to three of Tim Tebow's miraculous comeback victories here in Denver, Colorado. No. Yes, I was at those games. I was there. It yeah. was. Oh, it was. Pandemonium. It was madness. Fuck Tebow. Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah. That whole thing. I saw people <laughs> People would go down and do the Tebow knee, you know? Yeah. You remember the Tebow kneel? And for those that don't know, this was before that other fag with the afro did the bullshit. This, this knee was for wow. God, okay? Not against... This was... This was a knee for God, not a knee against country, okay? That was a knee that we all accepted. Whoa, you just blew my mind with that, man. I just didn't, I never connected how the kneel first was actually Tebow's, like, thing for God. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, kneel for God, nobody cares. (laughs) Kneel against the flag, you're out. And then all of a sudden they, (laughs) 
Dude, they appropriated that to be a symbol for anti-patriotism. That is the craziest thing. I just never, yeah. I don't know why I never connected that, but that's pretty wild that in, in the NFL it was popularized everywhere. People uh, were doing see, it See, Frank, bars that's because you're like, a racist. The racist pointed it out right away that when a white man kneels, it's fine. But when a black man kneels, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's wrong. Mike, you are correct, sir. Once again, you have called out my bigotry in you're plain racist, sight. Frank, I okay. will never learn my way. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, from now on, every time you see a black man, hand him $10 and you'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great call. And uh, what's amazing about all of this is we're talking Tim Tebow, the Broncos, Colin Kaepernick. We were about 40 seconds in on a Hunter Biden FBI clip. Tangent. <laughs> Welcome to Tangent, folks, with Mike and Frank. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, play the clip. No, no, it, was, it was the best tangent. <laughs> I, I'm at fault. I started talking about the Tim Tebow games. You said you Tim Tebow. You can't throw me a clip with Tebow. I, I rolled with Tebow. You said Tebow. I was like, wait, yep, you're right, Tebow. I got some Tebow for you. Are we talking Tebow? I could I could talk more Tebow. <laughs> he was supposed to be an anchor, or uh, right? Like a like a sports anchor. Yeah, he's Wasn't doing that for a while. Oh, he's huge. He does college football. You can catch him on like ESPN, uh, U, oh, and all that. For, 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 you, don't, you don't say somebody's doing really well, and then oh, he's, he's covering college. <laughs> oh, no, my God, Mike! Oh, contraire. Mon frere, you uh, are out of step, my my friend. Dude, college football, maybe I would say bigger than the NFL. Actually, you know what? And this actually goes back to the college debt relief thing. Can we stop calling these institutions of education? They are not. (laughs) (laughs) I was dumbfounded to find out, dude. There are 12 football coaches. Oh, yeah. 12 football coaches. (laughs) College football coaches Absolutely. that make more than $10 million a year. Yes, sir. The highest paid professor. There's one professor that makes $4 million. There's 12 that make over 10 coaches. So this is an institution of <laughs> entertainment. This is not yes, an institution no, that's exact- of learning, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Dude, you're just talking football, by the way. Have you looked into the NCAA and like, no, the, the basketball, basketball thing? That is unbelievable. So- Both are rigged beyond belief. Massive conglomerates yeah. and institutions are involved in these uh sports leagues i mean and they're huge because but you have to think about it man you have college sports going on that you could televise live play that have commercials on it right and it could be iowa versus nebraska neither one has a major sports team so everyone in both those states oh, yeah. are going to tune in for that game oh dude it's literally you have a professional team, but you're not paying for the stadium. You're not nothing, paying for the players. Nothing. You're not pl- you no, know the students I mean? pay. Those stupid idiots. Oh, no, actually, Mike, I take that back. Now us taxpayers pay because we oh, forgave say, all yeah, those assholes. It's like assholes. government yeah, that's right, Fucking dude. God, dude. <laughs> that's unbelievable, man. It's yeah. not an institution. No wonder I spent three years at UIC and I didn't learn shit. <laughs> spent a lot of money. That's right, dude. Uh, college I built sports, a fucking man. I built a fucking Crazy. car out of CD wheels. Like what the fuck, dude? <laughs> a balloon. Money well spent. That's yeah. what. I <laughs> <laughs> That's a thirty thousand dollars semester right there. You know, 
hey, well, you know, it's good stuff. The military paid for it. It's all right. right? Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Go- yeah, I guess I can't complain. I got a government subsidized education. That's right, Mike. And you know what? You lived a mostly healthy life, and uh, you didn't succumb to a ten-year crack binge where you're banging <laughs> hookers in Russia and China. And actually, I think you did go the wa- wrong way. Now that I think about it, yeah, it's kind of kind of Sorry, sounds really. pretty yeah, let's nice. Listen to Hunter Biden here. <laughs> All right, let's finish it off. Here we go. Field office last. I don't know. Why I said that uh, we just started it actually, yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> It's like a two-minute clip, so probably won't finish it, but we'll we'll get there. Friday, having already been on leave for a month, after whistleblower claims that the FBI had obstructed its own investigation into the laptop. Tebow's exit, by the way, also comes as GOP lawmakers are demanding that Facebook hand over the company's communications on Hunter Biden, which have gotten a lot of attention since Mark Zuckerberg said this about his company's contact with the feds just before the 2020 election. The FBI, I think, basically came to us, some, some folks on our team, and was like, hey, um, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. There was, the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of um, uh, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So be vigilant, says Mark Zuckerberg. But in their letter to the social media giant, GOP senators wrote in part, quote, the American people deserve to know whether the FBI used Facebook or other social media companies as part of their alleged plan to discredit information about Hunter. Now, you'll recall the Hunter Biden laptop story really wasn't so much about Hunter's lifestyle as it was about possible influence peddling and pay-for-play allegations involving then-2020 presidential candidate Joe Biden. Now, this is all happening as Jeremy Bash, an ex-Intel official and TV pundit who falsely claimed that the laptop could be Russian disinformation, has been appointed to a White House board that offers intel advice you probably know this too bash actually signed on to that now infamous (laughs) pre-election letter along with 50 other intel officials casting doubt on the authenticity of the laptop wow guys dramatic fox news getting getting dramatic with it oh yeah (laughs) Uh, this is pretty serious no, this is actually freaking crazy. Um, so the thing is, you guys all <laughs> gave shit to Mueller about uh, releasing the... Uh, not Mueller. Uh, who's the guy that he like talked about Hillary's emails? Oh, um, uh, Comey? Yeah. Comey. And this was exactly what he was... Remember he, re- he talked about how they're opening up the investigation again? Right. He released it before the election exactly for this reason. Remember, he literally said, I don't want it to come out two years later. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's literally what he said. And this is now what you guys did in 2020. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Actually. Uh, And and now you can't tell me that that doesn't put the election into question. I feel like this is the number one, like indication that there was a um, conspiracy amongst the media, the FBI, and the Democrats to stop Trump from being reelected. 
Yeah. I feel like we and can... It's really sca- scary that the FBI got in there. It's very scary. And so I think we now have just definitive proof, proof that's being talked about now on mainstream legacy media. We can now discuss openly, like, yes, this did occur. Yeah. Okay, and the New York Times has already admitted that they squashed the Hunter Biden laptop story in an effort to aid Joe Biden in the election, man. I mean, we had... The media and the FBI now have just openly admitted that they were in cahoots, Mike. I love cahoots. I know. They were in they cahoots. They wonder why nobody trusts them. Right. Exactly. You're supposed to be nonpartisan, you know? Brian Stelter can't wrap his mind around why nobody trusts his reliable sources. Well... <laughs> You guys work with the FBI and, you know, uh, old Anderson there. He's definitely CIA, so I don't think I believe anything you guys talk about. Seems like it's all a fancy little narrative that you guys put together behind the scenes. That is. And, and this is now including, now you've, you've opened up the, the doors day, for man, us not to about accuse Anderson you. Cooper, but uh, <laughs> it applies to him, too. I don't know. He's guilty of being CIA. Either central intelligence or cock and ass. Either way, he <laughs> is guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, he's CIA, dude. I'm telling you. Think you think so? 100%, dude. He went to school of journalism and CIA training camp something in college, dude. He, it's in his Wikipedia. He is the, he's the only one. They keep talking. Like, they fired Stelter. And they keep talking about everybody being on the block, on the chopping block. He's the only one that's kind of just... Anderson, no, he'll be there forever. He needs so. to be. He's the control agent there. He keeps he's all... the day yeah, walker. Yeah, he's the day walker. And he is, <laughs> he's scary. He looks like a vampire, dude. If I were to like ever like point one out, he's like ultra pale, and he's got the white hair and the like crazy-looking eyes, man. He's, he's a freaky dude. Yeah, he's the daywalker. He's one of them, but he walks amongst the regulars. <laughs> Have you seen him on New Year's Eve? He even gets drunk. Dude, that's actually my favorite thing to do on New Year's is watch Anderson get drunk with that other dude. Uh, I can't think of that creep show's name. Yeah, the non-talented Anderson. <laughs> yes, that's right. He's the, he's the hack. He's the Anderson he's the- Cooper hack. <laughs> Yeah, whatever you're, you are the first no name in the hall of no (laughs) Congratulations, loser. (laughs) You're just the other getting drunk on TV on New Year's Eve. (laughs) When we finally build our hall of hacks, your your plaque will just say the other So Anderson Cooper and then the no talent. <laughs> the other f- <laughs> What is that guy's the whole, the whole time I was rambling there, I was I was like buying time to think of his name. Still haven't thought of it. That's how forgettable you are. Oh, that's funny. He uh comes up all the time, Mike. You know I watch a lot of uh I think it's Bravo, I wanna say. Um he does like these after the show talks. With the with the housewives bitches, yeah, he does it with all right? of them, dude. No, so Emma watches Below Deck, 
and uh, some other Bravo show. And he always comes on right after and does this whole like interview thing. And our recording platform always records a few extra minutes. And so we get this like weird part of his opening and all that stuff. And it's just uh, it's horrible. It's it's frightening. Oh, yeah. he, he He's definitely an Epstein kind of guy. If you uh, he was the, he was the one that like he's like the king of that, like the after season, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, and he's he, always on like the like you know Survivor, the after no, not Survivor. That's a bad example, but like uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. He does the other ones, like Big Brother, right? <laughs> He'll do like the the I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm out of my league here. You're out of your uh, league in as far as um, entertainment knowledge and who we're talking about is andy cohen mike i was thinking of jeff probst probst i don't know who that is but i was uh, thinking of the other guy jeff probst he's a good guy andy cohen (laughs) took us a while there (laughs) (laughs) that was a deep dive deep dive down e entertainment (laughs) news history modern era (laughs) andy cohen what a goofball Andy Anderson, he's literally the less talented, no hack, for, you know. Or <laughs> you know oh wow, no you're right. Wait, is Andy short for Anderson? It could be. Uh, I'll allow it. I'll allow it too. Yes, yeah, for so the you, Hall of Hacks. Yeah, for the Hall right. of Hacks. You're talking to a yeah. member of the Hall of Hacks. Uh, that's right. You know, of course. How could I forget? I am in the hall, and I'm a sitting board member, so I'm going to vote to allow it. <laughs> for those that don't know i am the less talented uglier version of joe rogan that's right congratulations the hall of hacks i'm the hack of joe rogan you might become something someday you never know right all these hacks are something andy cohen hosts uh half of joe rogan is 50 mil i'll take that you know i think it's a 500 mil no 50 mil yeah, it sounds about right. No, actually, they say with the stock options, dude, that end, that ended up being like two hundred mil. The Spotify deal, outrageous. Yeah, because you know, after he got the stocks, signed the deal, then the stocks fucking took off because oh, now man. you got Joe Rogan. Yeah, bought yeah. and paid Joe Rogan. You know it. <laughs> I don't know. He's still. Oh yeah, yeah. He still has Mike. Yeah, Mike Baker on. Oh, that's right. The CAA guy. Yeah, that's right. Well, anyways, Mike, uh, we're near the break hour, and before we go, the show we were discussing was Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, and it goes on after all these uh, ridiculous shows on Bravo, and uh, it's a creepy, weird, terrible show, and I encourage all of you to check it out once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Just to see what the other side is watching. Yeah, just, just to get an idea of what people are soaking up, you know. Uh, it's funky stuff. Uh-huh.